Welcome to Do the Hard Thing, episode 15. I'm Jason Archer, creator, freedom seeker, leader of self, full-time student, part-time teacher of self-mastery, and today's theme is influence yourself first. So turn up the volume, put down the distractions, and let's kick this off. Now, have you ever started down a path that you felt held a great deal of meaning for you? Then for whatever reason, you couldn't move toward the outcome you wanted to create. Whether it was a mental, physical, or spiritual target you sought, it didn't matter. There was a part of you that refused to move. Now, this podcast is born from that specific idea. Do the Hard Thing is an exploration in human movement. Now, I've been many things in my life, and egomaniac is certainly one of them and high on the list, especially as a younger man. I wanted to have an impact on those around me and the world at large, but I didn't realize the first step in doing that is dealing with me influencing myself in a positive way. And some of you listening to this right now might want to change the world, when really, you need to change yourself first. Everything you want radiates from you. So the process begins inside. This is a process of influencing yourself. Now, when I first started down my path toward personal development and business and all the rest of it, in my head, I just knew there was some trick to getting what I wanted. Some secret existed outside of me that would magically propel me forward if I only knew what it was. And I had to find this magic no matter the cost. So this put me on the path toward purchasing you know, all the courses, the business courses, the marketing courses, the personal development experiences. And I literally invested tens of thousands of dollars in these places with the idea that one of them would hold the golden ticket I needed to take everything that I wanted to take to the next level, to that next level. And this thinking was both right and wrong. So here's what I mean by that. Now when I finally took the plunge and bought into my first personal development course, it was the PSI Basic Seminar here in Phoenix. And it consisted of four days of training. There were two four-hour nights, a Thursday and a Friday, followed by two full days, on a Saturday and a Sunday. And the cost was $600 per person. And then after paying this cost, I could re-audit the course as many times as I wanted at no cost forever, which is a really sweet deal. It's a sweet deal indeed if you live in that area of abundance. And even though I knew this would be a good use of time and dollars, I passed up this opportunity when it was first offered to me because I was living in scarcity. So I was the king of cheap bastards at this point in my life, I could literally spend $600 on dirt bike parts and would routinely do so without batting an eye. And after all, I mean, what kind of desperate moron spends money to go to a seminar that the internet says is a cult? And as everyone here knows, the internet is always right, right? So pay money to throw myself into a cult? Um, no thanks. So I passed. Then my phone rang a few days later, and someone on the other end offered me a two-for-one on the price. So the next thing I knew, the girlfriend, now ex-girlfriend, and I were begrudgingly signed up and all set to attend the basic seminar in December of 2008. So this was the beginning of my formal introduction to human development, and I would go on to spend another 20-plus grand in the following year alone on advanced courses and travel to and from. Now, notice what had to happen here. I was in my own way. So the first thing is I had to get out of my own way. 
My scarcity mindset around money almost cost me literally the last 10 years of accelerated and advancement of myself and my business and my relationships with my wife. Now, this is one of those pivotal moments where my life could have shifted a big way in the wrong direction had I not taken this opportunity because everything that I've been able to create was the result of this initial seed invested in the Basic. So the first person I had to influence was myself. And when you think about it, this is damn near impossible when you only see the world through your own set of eyes. Even worse, you know, most of us out in the world don't even use our own eyes. We simply accept as fact all the stories we get from other people, the news media, or, you know, that favorite internet platform. So if you think about this, you know, how many times do you personally hear something from a friend, read a headline, or get 30 seconds of sound bites and make up a story in your head that you've got the truth? Now, I know you do this. We all do this to a certain degree because we assign a certain amount of credibility to everything that we listen to. There's a certain amount of bias that goes into that. And you'll see this heavily in partisan politics, for example. So if you're outraged at this administration or that president or this Congress or that politician, you know, this type of experience is especially glaring. So how many times would you say someone actually dedicates time from their day to read and verify what they've heard? Now, I'm sure that you know it can't be many. Just judging from the sheer amount of random garbage and bullshit posted everywhere all over the Internet. And of course, in these situations, you lose influence over yourself because you begin to shape your own reality from third-hand, air quote, information, end air quote, and I use that term loosely, that may or may not be factual. So how then do I influence myself? And the simplest way that I've found is to just get the facts. Notice that I said the word fact, not the word truth. There's a huge difference between the two. Now imagine, for example, I draw the number six on a table in a room when you're not there. Then I invite you to sit on the side of the table closest to the top side of the six so that when you look down, what you see is a nine. Then I bring my friend Corey and I sit him down on the side of the table closest to the bottom side of the six so that when he looks down, he sees a six. Then I ask each of you to tell me the number you see. Well, you're going to say nine. Corey's going to say six. And both answers will be true from your individual perspectives. See how that works? But if I ask you to tell me with 100% certainty whether I meant the number to be six or I meant the number to be a nine when I wrote it, could you give me a factual answer? After all, neither of you were there. So even though the number you see is true from your perspective, you don't have any facts you can use to settle the argument over whether the number is actually a six or a nine without getting more information from me. So arguing this point would be pointless. So you can see where I'm going with this. Now your truth from your perspective is relative to your perspective. The facts, however, don't change. We want to operate from fact. To gain influence over myself, I have to stop lying to myself about where I am. I cannot pretend that I know how I'm showing up for my wife, for my business partners, or in any other capacity without some form of factual tracking or feedback from a third party that isn't viewing that situation that I want to impact from my own set of eyes. And if you've done any looking around or research into this, you can find plenty of studies where it's been demonstrated that humans are notoriously wrong when it comes to accurate self-assessment. 
we tend to have what's called, quote, self-serving bias, meaning we tend to look more favorably upon ourselves than we otherwise would if we had the facts about our performance. Because the facts tend to be black and white, measurable and clear. So for an example, it might look like this. You know, a fact would be, I've meditated 75 minutes this week. I have lost 42 pounds in the last 90 days. I sold 14 new memberships this month. I sent my wife one note every day this last year. All these things represent a standard that one can measure themselves against. So put this in action, right? If I claim I want to make 150000 this this year as a real estate agent, in other words, create this result or this externality for myself with the average commission being 6000 then I need to sell one house every two weeks on average. Well, that won't just happen, right? So I have to make this happen. So how do I influence myself to create this externality? So we break it down. We say, assuming it takes 50 leads to get one deal, the question I have to answer is, what do I have to do to get 50 leads every two weeks? And maybe the answer is, I have to spend $1,000 on ads. I have to do one networking event each week. And I have to follow up with 100 prospects, and that'll give me 50 solid leads. And from those 50 solid leads, I'll close one deal worth six grand. And that is a shit ton of work to get one sale. Now, let's say it's compounded by the fact that you don't feel good today, and the kids kept you up, you know, and the boss was an asshole, and the weather was crap, and so on and so forth, right? What happens to your ability to influence yourself in these circumstances? Can you maintain it or not, right? Your ability to influence yourself to move anyway on the daily activity will create your externality. And this is true of any externality you seek. So making a larger impact on your finances or your business is just one example of how influence over yourself leads to bigger things. And if you want to influence others, you have to honor the work necessary to influence you first. So that's it for today, guys. Thanks for listening. If you found value in this message, be sure to subscribe on Google, iTunes, CastBox, or Stitcher. Leave us a review. Share this with those you know need to hear it on social, and I'll see you back here in the next episode. Until then, this is Jason Archer signing off. Now go and do the hard thing.